amazing stories, and the purpose of this podcast is to collect those stories from the people that live there. Where We Landed is a podcast that recognizes our whole history told by the individuals that live and love this small Indiana community. Welcome to Where We Landed. My name's Scott Miller, and I'm one of the co-hosts today. I'm joined by Alicia Hazelwood. Hello, hello. And Iris Brunner. hey yo. And Iris is going to start us off with a hot game of Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> All right, and it is Trivial Pursuit, right? It is Trivial Matthew Pursuit. Scott. Yes. I know you are. Yes. So just a standing right now. Um, is this the last round? It is this the last this round. This is the last round. All okay. tied up. And Scott and Alicia are tied. Um, I have three points, and our guests have three points. So today's guests, you can also help. You potentially could uh, win it for the guests. So, uh, <laughs> or you can help me beat Scott. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or you can help her beat Scott. <laughs> um, so we're going to ask six questions. We're just going to go right down the board. Um, I don't know what all the categories are. I like to just keep talking to build up the suspense. Well, Andre, I think I'm going to get worked over here. <laughs> I think there's some setup that's we already taken place. We may need to form place. an alliance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you could answer hey. all six of these before they do, that would be I thought I was just thinking it. No, nope, <laughs> no. Nope, you Dang. said it out loud. Right. Okay, question number one. Okay. Wiki, as in Wikipedia, means fast in what language? Swedish. Nope. I don't think Swedish is a language, but... Swahili. Nope. <clears throat> uh, German. Nope. French. Nope. Spanish. Nope. Russian. Mm-mm. Japanese. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hawaiian. Chinese. Hawaiian! Hawaiian, <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm oh, so wow. getting worked over. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, my wife spent time in Hawaii and she probably would have got that right. Uh -huh. got right. This is not cool. All hey, right. You need to look at um scoreboard. Kylie's not with us today running the board. Evan and Gilmore is running the board. All right. So he next was, question. Just pay attention. He's giving some hints over oh, there too. Really? And it yeah. was an open hint. I mean, you could have looked over. Anybody could have looked at him. I thought All that right. was just a new dance move. Uh -huh. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. Carrie Katona was once a member of which all-girl band? Spice Girls. No. I don't. The Bangles. Mm-mm. Can we get an era? <laughs> I know. I'm like, how far do I need to go? Do right. I need to go back to Motown? Right. Like, what? If, if I knew. <laughs> Bananarama. If I knew. I don't even know this answer. Okay. I won't know, you know it either. I'm sure I, or I'm sure that Alicia will all of a sudden know it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of all women bands I Evan, know. Do you have a dance for this one? or Okay. Yeah. Do you know this one, Evan? <laughs> no, you don't know this one. The answer is Atomic Kitten. Oh, just so I you know, I am looking at three different wow. cards and I'm trying to pull the easiest of each category off of each card. Clearly, you're not doing a good job. Hey! <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Okay, now this one is history and I, yeah. Which monarch built the renowned Regency era Royal Pav Pavilion at Brighton? Queen Elizabeth I. Mm -mm. Richard. Queen Victoria. Nope. I'll give it to you if you get the name, even if you don't get the number. So Henry just, the Fifth. Mm -mm. So you could just start guessing Edward. monarch names. Richard. Nope. I already said Richard. <laughs> Trying to copy my Should answers. Pay more attention to Bridgerton. On my <laughs> yeah. I know. That's <laughs> what I'm like, man. What was I thinking, right? <laughs> Catherine. Nope. Male. 
Uh, it's a male. Well, Henry. Edward, Henry. Um, Edward. William. William. <laughs> what letter comes after H? <laughs> George. George. <laughs> <laughs> or before it. It's George the Fourth. Okay. Whoever nice. he is. Mm. Okay. That Doesn't matter. I still get the point. <laughs> point for Alicia. Okay. Um, oh, gosh. These are so rough. <laughs> I have no idea what this category is either. Mm. American literature, maybe? Maybe that's what mm. it is. Which ventriloquist? Here, Orville the Duck. Orville the Duck? Never even heard of Orville the Duck. Wow. Houdini. Oh, wait, that's a magician. Scott, do you know? I have no idea. Mm -mm. Um, Keith Harris. Oh. Okay, thanks. No point given. Mm. Still up by two. All right, this one is science. What is the most abundant chemical element in the universe? Ooh, this is good. Oxygen. Nope. Evan knows. <laughs> Mercury. <laughs> Everybody turned and looked at it. Hydrogen. Nope. Hydrogen. Oh, look, it's you. <laughs> Ooh, one to go, one down. That's where I'm at my best. Okay. He can you always know, hide Did me I now, tell though, you right? what my nickname in high school was? Oh, uh, Brow. Oh, funny. <laughs> it probably could have been. It probably was to some people. I've had to shave it several times. Uh-oh. <laughs> no. What was it? It was the milkman because I always Sugar. delivered. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely it was. Did I've you got just a see high the school water? tank top from it Ooh, back in the era. Um, we're going to we need, need a, a picture. picture. Yep. Yeah. Picture. Proof. You verify. Uh-huh. Pictures or it didn't happen. Okay. Uh-huh. Last question. Yep. So you can tie me. You can, yep. Oh, okay. So or this I will win. be for the tie. Mm-hmm. The art of knotting string or cord in patterns to make decorative articles is known as what? Threading. Macrame. Um, Macrame. And the victory dance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Alicia is now the milk lady. (laughs) Wait a minute. That could go really wrong. (laughs) Really wrong. Congratulations, Alicia. And congratulations, Iris. Well done, you two. (laughs) Well played. I mean, no sarcasm laced in that that concession whatsoever. So, Alicia, I'm going to turn it over to you because this really needs to be about our guests now. Thank you so much. We are super excited to have with us today Mr. Andre Payne. I have met Andre a couple of years ago. Works at the business department at Indiana Wesleyan University, and I've enjoyed getting to know him over the years. So, uh, you've been recommended to be on the show. So, appreciate really? you saying yes. Okay, excellent. And we, uh, as the name suggests, where we landed, we're collecting the stories of Grant County residents. So, we want to know from you where did you come from? How did you end up here? Why am I here, right? Yes. Why are you here? <laughs> oh, maybe that's the first question. Why are you here? What's your problem? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So is that the first question? That's the question. That's the first question. question. How'd you end up here? How did I end up here? Um, long story short. So um, for me, this place was always kind of home away from home for a little mm. while. And I'll tell you why. So um, I actually went to Taylor University. Oh. I don't know if you guys okay. knew that, but yeah. So Taylor University is my alma mater. Now I fully converted into being a wildcat. 
at this point. Though, okay. <laughs> so my students oftentimes will give me a hard time about being a Taylor Trojan. And so, and think about how torn I feel when I go to the football games. Right. And I look over, I see the purple and gold. Then on the other side, I see the red and white. I'll just stand there in the middle for a little while. And just, you <laughs> Sit know, out talk in the to grass people. area. Yeah. <laughs> and you wear bit. black. Yeah. Right. You wear well, black. It's funny because it's or like a neutral no, color. I actually wear the red because it's like, you know what? This is this is home now. So mm-hmm. I need to go ahead and wear that, but I'll stick in the middle for a little mm-hmm. bit. But. But yeah, so because of my Taylor days, I already had a certain level of familiarity with Grant County anyway. And um, so I actually um, have been working in higher education for many, many years. And um, I have been adjuncting in addition to working within higher education. And before I got to IWU, I was actually working at Taylor as a director of annual fundraising. Mm-hmm. Right. Fundraising. Yes. Alicia, you appreciate that. Right? I absolutely do. So um, I was the director of annual fundraising, director of the Taylor Fund is what it was called. And uh, I was doing adjunct teaching both on the adult campus, adult side online and then the residential campus as well. And I was contacted uh, by uh, Doug Doherty, uh, who actually recently moved to California. I think he's at Biola now. Uh, I was contacted by him. He was a dean of uh, behavioral science and business. He was a dean over at IWU at the time. And he asked, would I have interest in being a full-time faculty member? And I said, absolutely. You know, that was always my dream. I just didn't know how quickly it would happen. And so, um, you know, he said, you know, students seem to really respond well to me, yada, yada. And so I said, you know what, let me go ahead and, and try this. And so I was at first, because I was living in Indianapolis and I was commuting back and forth from Indy uh, to Taylor. That commute is rough, by the way. Uh, but <laughs> that, that commute is rough, by the way. You know, I was commuting back and forth when I was working at Taylor. And uh, once I got to Iwu, um, I still was commuting for like that first year. And we had a really rough winter. And uh, I remember having a conversation with my wife and asking her, you know, what do you think about moving to Marion? Mm-hmm. You know, would you be OK with that? And it's funny because, you know, if, if I were in my 20s, I probably would have said, probably not. No, I don't think I want to do it. And she even said the same thing. She said, if I was in my 20s, probably not. But we're in a different stage of life. And the idea of moving to a small town where everyone knows your name, mm-hmm. you know, the old Cheers reference, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but <laughs> that's kind of appealing. That's kind of appealing at this stage of our life. And so long story short, uh, after a year of me being a full time faculty member at uh, Indiana Wesleyan, we ended up moving to Marion. And it has been one of the most gratifying rides that we've experienced. I really never thought that I would enjoy living in a small town, once smaller than my hometown, mm. right? My hometown so is hometown? Anderson. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I never thought I would enjoy living in a town that's smaller than my hometown as much as I have, but I have. Uh, great people here, amazing character that exists, uh, not just with the individuals, but the actual city has a lot of character to it. And uh, we've just been enjoying the ride. And also, I think for me, it's also cool because working at IWU and then living in Indy was always rough because I wanted to make sure that I had more of an investment into the community that the campus was in and it felt, I felt disconnected for a while. And so for me having an opportunity to actually move here, I could not only work at IWU, but also try to be a little bit more invested into the community. And that part has been really, really gratifying too. 
Amazing. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. So you said that you've found character not just in the people, because we hear that a lot, but in the community as well. What are those pieces of character that have stood out for you so far? Yeah, so... Um, the mom and pop shops, right? Like we, I feel like this is like the, 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 the king of mom and pop shops, so to speak, right? Like this place has a ton of small businesses that are just truly, you know, amazing. And my wife and I are foodies, right? And mm -hmm. so when we lived in Indianapolis, you know, and I lived in Indy for 10, 11 years. Um, when we lived in Indianapolis, we used to go to every restaurant. We were frequent Try, multiple restaurants, try new stuff, right? Try yeah. new stuff mm -hmm. from you know really really nice restaurants to just you know uh, your run of the mill restaurants, and we just loved it. And so coming here, we did the same thing. And so we would you know hit up various restaurants, and um, Charlie Creek is one of our favorite restaurants. Uh, you know mm -hmm. what I mean to go the to twenty one, yeah, the twenty one, yeah, right over there. Charlie Creek, um, that twenty one is is amazing. Um, you know, Payne's restaurant Definitely you know one of my favorites absolutely mm -hmm. no pun intended you know everybody's always asking is that your <laughs> restaurant i wish i could say yes but right <laughs> <laughs> no but it, it's a great <laughs> restaurant uh i remember pains from my taylor days because i think you know it started mm. it was, 2005 yeah, or right? something and like that it was just that. a little custard shop it was shop just a little custard mm -hmm. shop right mm -hmm. and so i remember it from back then and to see where it's at now mm -hmm. is amazing. But that's a restaurant that I absolutely love, um, you know, to, to Obie's, you know, the new restaurants that exist now. And so I feel like the, the various stores and small businesses that exist. And I mean, that goes back to the small business owners, right. But the small businesses that it are in this community really, really provide it with a lot of character and make it unique from really any other place. Very nice. So this is going to be an off the wall question, but being a newbie to town, what what year did you guys move here? 2018. Okay. So that same year I bought this business. Uh, so I bought a business called Bowman Construction mm -hmm. and, and I'd love to actually talk to you. So business department, business faculty yes. member. Yes. So I think it'd be awesome. My, my little brother's a uh, prof down in the business department, the Kelly school down in okay. Bloomington. Okay. So I'd love to pick your brain on business. Yeah, let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he likes to play students with people too, by the yeah. way. Yeah, oh, perfect. Well, we're not very far from you. We're probably two miles from campus, maybe. You're welcome. Yes, thank you. Yes, we'll have to connect. And I love to add, you know, employer partners to my list. And mm -hmm. I'll, I'll definitely lean heavily on you. These two know all about that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure Alicia's like, oh we'll my gosh, he's, he's reaching out again. What no, does he I need? Love it. I you love know? it. But, I love working with students. So Andre, um, who's the person that you call in the crisis? So if you've got any issues that come up, so you've been here for four years, who's your, who's your phone call to? Mm, Michael mm. Moffitt. Yeah. yeah. That's my mentor. That's, you know, the person that has really provided me with insight as it relates to just Marion in general, but Grant County, you know, specifically. Yeah. He's so a Michael fantastic Moffitt. guy. Yeah. yeah great one. guy. And yeah, he's actually not too far away. He's around the corner from where I live. And so we're pretty much neighbors. Oh, nice. Yeah. He was on the podcast too. Yep. Oh, so, was he? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. You'll okay. have to check out his episode. First awesome. batch. Were you involved in anything extracurricular at Taylor? Were you in the arts? Were you in sports? Were you in any clubs? What, what, what were the things that you did outside of school? Yeah. So I actually played on a football team. 
Did yeah, you? I played. So on that's the why it is hard at the football game. That's why he games. stands in the yes. middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I stand in the middle. It's always tough. I'm like, oh my goodness. But yeah, I played on the football team during my time at Taylor, and you know that was a um, great time for me because um, I learned a lot about you know not just football, but um, about you know being a man, being a man of Christ, uh, what that meant. Mm-hmm. Um, during my time at Taylor, one of the things that we did too was. Um, one of we wanted to try and engage the players so that they understood what different worship styles were like. Yeah. Because, you know, if you come from certain areas, then you may be only used to your church's worship style. Mm-hmm. And so, like for me, you know, I grew up Baptist. And so that was the only thing I knew, right, in terms of worship. Like the singing in the aisle the, and dancing. With the, yeah, absolutely. With the tambourines. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you know, the fan, the church fans and people passing out, you know, halfway through. Yeah. And so that was the only thing that I knew, right? And so one of the things that I loved about our coaches at the time was they really forced us to get out of our comfort zone and experience different worship styles, which was absolutely amazing. And so... Um, you know, we would basically identify someone each week that would take us to their local church if they live close by, right? Within like an hour or so. And so I remember I had a week where I took all the whole team to to my church. And, you know, then I, you know, another player had a week and we went to his church and, you know, it was great because it exposed us to not only different worship styles, but, um, different people, right. Who, um, had oftentimes had the same values that we had, but, you know, often though, one of the things that you you hear often is the most segregated place is church on Sundays, Mm -hmm. right? And so that was just a way of just bringing us all together, humanizing our experiences and making sure that, you know, we understood that we're not as different from one another as we really think we are. And so that was just a great, almost team building experience too. Yeah, that's really awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's but really awesome. That was probably one of the more defining things, extracurriculars that I was engaged in. But I did, you know, several other things, um, you know, outside of the classroom. So what did you play? What position did you play in football? Running back. Yeah. Running back. And so, yeah, I grew up a running back. That's the only thing that I know. You know, when I was 11 years old, I started, you know, as a running back. Where, where did you go to high school? Yeah, at? I was going to say in Anderson. Where did you go? Anderson Highland. This yeah. actually Highland. makes me a little emotional because <laughs> Highland is there. no longer a high school. Yeah. You know, uh, when I was growing up, we I had three high schools. I know. I know. We, we, when I was growing up, we had three high schools. And, um, you know, it's funny because so Highland is where I went. And, you know, if you know anything about Anderson and Highland, it was very competitive, you know, mm-hmm. stiff competition and bragging rights were always on the table in terms of those games. band had bagpipers. Oh, yes. <laughs> the marching band is notorious. And to be honest with you, they we still, tough. yeah, they still exist. It's just, you know, they're under the Anderson yeah, umbrella it's not now. The same. Okay. Right, right. My daughter <laughs> actually is in the marching band, but, um, but anyway, so. Yeah, I played football and had a lot of success at Highland. You know, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I had a lot of those records. <laughs> you know, your horn. I, I had toot a lot it. of Do records. It. You know, I you know led the state in rushing. Awesome. Uh, my senior year, you know, had 2,032 yards in 10 games. Um, we got put out first round of sectionals, but huh. it was it was still a a really great experience for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I had some amazing teammates. Um, you know, really, we had some Division One athletes. It's just, you know, we didn't have an opportunity to have the level of exposure. 
as, you know, we probably would have wanted. But, you know, great times. And that definitely provided me with opportunities to play post high school, you know. So, yeah. What was the third high school? So you have Anderson, Anderson yeah. Highland. And Madison Heights. Madison, Madison Heights. Yeah, that's what it was when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. Then yep. they shut down Madison Heights first. Yep. And I didn't know how painful it could be for your high school to yeah. be shut down until our high school got shut down. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, a lot of those memories and, you know, those uh, records and all those other things that were advertised and kind of um, immortalized, so to speak, in the high school, you know, they no longer are there. And so that was a tough thing. Yeah. Did everybody merge into one high school then? Is it all at yes. Andrew Anderson? Yeah, everybody, for the most part, merged to one high school. Um, there's a, a charter school and then there's a Liberty Christian yep. mm -hmm. as well. And so there's a few other opportunities or options for students. But yeah. So Andre, share with us um, now. Um, I know there's some community um, involvement that you do have too right yes. now. So would you like to share some of those with us? Sure, sure. And why you've chose to be a part of those organizations? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So um, so I sit on the board uh, for the Community Foundation. Um, that is one of the you know organizations I'm involved with. Outstanding organization because I see the Community Foundation having an impact in a multitude of areas within Grant County. And that's the thing that I really, really was attracted to. Mm -hmm. um, they are forward thinking. Mm -hmm. Right. And so a lot of organizations that you align yourself with, they become stagnant in terms of the impact that they have. But the Community Foundation is very, very forward thinking. You know, they have, um, you know, the impact uh, investment initiatives where they provide, you know, business owners with opportunities to acquire uh, funds, uh, particularly if their business concept not only aligns with the mission and vision of the organization, but also is going to have an impact on the Marion community or Grant County community uh, as a whole. And so those types of things are the things that I really, really get excited about. And um, as a business person myself, um, those are things that, you know, really attracted me to that organization. I also um, am, am sit on the board for uh, the Boys and Girls Club of Grant County and um, been sitting on the board for about three and a half years now. And Iris was yeah, yeah a fellow yeah. board member <laughs> yeah, yeah. of uh, the Boys and Girls Club of Grant County. And I just, I love kids, you know, I love children and I love uh, pouring into them and providing them with as many opportunities as possible. And so upon moving to this community, one of the things that I always said I wanted to do was be a part of the change that I wanted to see. And the great things were already happening here. You know, mm -hmm. I just had to, you know, identify those trains that I wanted to get on and contribute to. And that's kind of what I've done as relates to those two organizations. And so, yeah, in addition to that, um, I also uh, am a part of the NAACP uh, for uh, the Marion chapter here. And that's been great as well, because just trying to provide inclusive excellence um, and ensure that equitable opportunities exist within Marion County has been a really gratifying experience and just trying to ensure that uh, we create initiatives that can help uh, educate and move the, the community forward as it relates to certain um, ideologies. So, yeah. so I have kind of a, maybe a little bit of a random question circling back to, you said when you decided to move here, you were talking to your yeah. wife, yeah. Juan, what's your wife's name and yes. how long have you been married? <laughs> Do you have any babies? Yes. Yeah. And then um, we hear that a lot, like, oh, I would live in Marion, but my spouse doesn't want to leave Carmel, Nobosville, Hamilton County, wherever 
they're coming in from, right? So how did you go about having that conversation with her and really selling our community? Oh boy, this is a <laughs> tough one. <laughs> Come on, your business, it's all sales. No, 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 this is Start great. With this the is easy great. Part. No, so easy part, family, yeah. yes. So yeah, I have a beautiful, amazing family. Um, my wife's name is Elise. Um, and I have two daughters, um, Nevaeh, who is 17, and then um, Annalise, who is three months. Okay. <laughs> um, and she's doing a fantastic job of keeping us up at night. Yes. Uh, but no, I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, beautiful baby girls. And so just really thankful for the family that I have. I feel like that's my greatest achievement. And uh, I'm I'm officially a girl dad. You yeah, know, you're officially yeah, a girl I think, dad. I think when you have one girl, it's kind of like okay, you could be a girl dad. But when you have two, that's like a, the official stamp, right? And so proud of my girls and really really love them. Uh, to your second question, Alicia, um, <laughs> as it relates to Elise, my wife, and how I was able to really convince her. Uh, one, I'll say this: I'm a really really good persuasive speaker. Yes. <laughs> Have been I, able know, to I, I, I was a sales person. Say, yeah. Fundraising. <laughs> Fundraising and yeah. sales. It started my career in sales. And so, no, I'm a very good persuasive speaker. But in all honesty, I really give kudos to her because, quite frankly, she has always been a person that has seen my vision and been behind um, whatever it is that I had a desire to do or where I felt like God was leading me. Mm -hmm. She always trusted me in that way. And I will say God rewards people who um, not only diligently seek him, but also um, support those around them. And the reason I say that is because she, not too long after moving here, she was provided an opportunity to work here in this community. So currently she is the director of special education for Marion Community oh, Schools. Nice. And so that opportunity was presented to her. Prior to that, she was a director at Kip Charter School in Indy. Mm -hmm. She was a special education director there. And, you know, that skill set is very, very sought after. Right, right? right. And so I knew she wouldn't have a problem finding an opportunity. I didn't know how quickly it would be presented to her. But um, not too long after moving here, she was presented with the opportunity. And so you know, she works here in this community as well. That's great. And so that helped solidify things, right? And yeah. it helped, you know, the transition go a little bit smoother. Right. So, yeah. That's awesome. Where does your 17-year-old go to uh, attend school at? Yeah, so she goes to Anderson. Okay. Yes, okay. she goes to Anderson. So she's in Anderson with her mother. Yeah. And um, she goes to Anderson High School and she's part of the marching band. Uh, the Marching Highlanders is what they call it, I guess, to pay homage to, yeah. to you know, the, the marching band at Highland. But yeah, so she's in Anderson. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then a three month old. So like you said. Staying up a little bit late at night. Yes, now. yes, and I'm I'm inching towards forty, so that that's a little bit. Yeah, it's a, it's it's more challenging than it's it used to be. Different. Yeah, it's a little different. <laughs> it's it's really great though because um, my wife and I we're a great team. Yeah. And we really we understand each other really, really well. And so I know when my wife is a little tired and I need to take over yeah. and she knows when I need to get some work done or whatever the case may be, and she'll take over then. And so we're really good at just supporting one another. Yeah. Um, you're also, um, I mean, with all of those other things you have, you're also in the middle of um, getting your PhD right now, too, right? Oh, yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that thing. I yeah. forgot about that, right? <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So 
four and a half years in uh, at this point, really, really ready to kind of put this chapter behind me. Even though it's been a really gratifying experience, it's one of those things that's taught me a lot about myself. Mm. Um, It's really, it's given me a lot of confidence to know that I can do so much you know, because often we think, you know, I don't want to take on an additional role or responsibility because I don't have the time. Well, you can make the time for the things that you really care about. And so um, I'm getting my Ph.D. in organizational leadership okay. from Indiana Wesleyan University. Um, if all goes well, I should be wrapping up in August, <laughs> according okay. to my dissertation chair. And so, yeah, we'll put it on her. <laughs> but no, uh, according to her, I should be wrapping up in August. I'm at the data collection stage at this okay. point. And so really excited because, um, you know, I've been working in higher education for about 12 years now. And as you all know, when you work in higher education, there are certain credentials that really, really help you uh, in a multitude of ways, not only just um, in terms of advancing in your career, but also it helps um, provide you with insight and clarity and a certain level of understanding in terms of the academic world. And so engaging in this level of research um, and critical thinking really is going to make me a better academic and uh, hopefully just a better professor and, you know, academic professional in general. So, And what are you yeah. doing your dissertation on? So my dissertation is on, <laughs> it's always funny because <laughs> when I, when I talk to uh, my professors, they oftentimes will tell me, okay, when you talk to people about your dissertation, keep it short because their, their eyes will start to glaze over oh. because, you know, <laughs> nobody's going to be really invested in your research like you will be. But essentially um, because I'm doing my dissertation or my PhD in organizational leadership, there are 11 constructs of organizational leadership. I'm actually doing mine based upon authentic leadership. And the study that I'm examining is uh, the impact that authentic leadership behaviors has on the retention rates of African-American students at Christian universities. The retention rates for African-American students at Christian universities have always been Less than stellar. Yeah. Low. And these are oftentimes stellar students. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not just, you know, students who didn't have ability. These are students who had the ability and maybe even went on to other schools and did well. And so trying to examine what's going on there has kind of been something I've always been invested in. So, yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. I want to read it when you're done. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, I'm curious to find out what you find out. Love to. This episode of Where We Landed is brought to you by the United Way of Grand County. The United Way's mission is to build stronger families. We believe that sharing inspirational stories helps strengthen the fabric of our community. To get involved, contact the United Way at 765-662-9811. Andre, what, what would you... Got here 2018, you said? 2018, Yes. <laughs> Uh, this my is second two, stint. Yeah, yeah, my yeah, second yeah, stint. Yeah, yeah. welcome back to Grant County. Boomerang, his final stint. Right, right. What What would you? So this is a two for question. What would you change about Grant County if you could change one thing? And what's one thing you would change about yourself? Hmm. Scott, Great question. Scott comes with a deep oh one. He's always yeah. has yes. a deep one. Introspective. I love it. Um. So Grant County. I love Grant County, but one of the things that I've noticed since moving here is everyone works in silos. Yep. There's a group over here doing something, 
another group over here doing the same type of work, right, with quality, you know, people doing that work. But there's so many, you know, silos. It would be great if we could come together and work in unison on some of these things, I think we would get a lot further as a community. And so that would be one of the primary things I would change. Right. How do we break that? How do well, we do the United that? Way gets charity tracker and then everybody starts sharing all their information. Oh. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Already have yeah. So, so yeah. before you answer about yourself uh, on the-, the We're, we're the stalling. Change. We're giving you some time, by the way. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> I do want to commend over the last year, and, and I shared this um, with Alicia today, but- she has been a part of bringing together. So about a year and a half ago, began conversations with the local Rotary Club. And there were two Rotary Clubs mm -hmm. here in Grant mm -hmm. County. And Alicia was a part of spearheading, bringing those two organizations together. And I, I think that's been an awesome thing to work together instead of apart, mm -hmm. consolidate those two groups. And then the second one, Iris has been a part of over the last 90 days, um, the uh, Family Services and Grant Blackford Mental Health, two organizations that really have a lot of synergy. And I think those are two great examples. And Iris has done incredible work as part of the leadership <laughs> team there to help make that happen. But I agree with what you were saying, that how difficult it is when you're working in silos. And I mm -hmm. think these two have set a great example for doing things together. So, so thank you both. Yeah, I echo those sentiments. I've had an opportunity to work with both of these young <laughs> ladies and they are absolutely amazing. Yeah. So, yes. Thank you. So any change is not about us. It's right, not right, about right. us. <laughs> it's about you, Andre. Oh, yeah. I was trying to shift that, right? Yeah. <laughs> nice <laughs> try. <laughs> so change in Grant County is maybe work out of silos or, or try to, mm -hmm. to, to merge those. Anything that you'd say, man, here's something I'd change about myself. Oh, yeah. Well. <sighs> maybe we should make Scott answer that question first. Yeah. I can. I'd stop asking hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> stop asking hard questions. You know, I, I think so. So, I think that probably one of my uh, challenges is saying yes to too many things. Mm. So, um, I, I need to probably have a filter there or mm. somebody to run everything by to say, "Hey, does this make sense?" Before I say yes to this, yeah. that's something I would change. I think just thinking along those lines, um, for me, something I would change about myself is that we moved a lot when I was younger. And so I have this really high drive to be connected with people and I connect through stories. Mm -hmm. And so I would change the fact that I, the minute I have like, oh, I have a shared experience that's like that. I want to say it so that I feel connected mm. or that person feels connected. Mm. I don't think and you need to change that. But I've had like it. I always worry that it takes away from the other person's story, I do that too. right? Mm. I do that and too. So that's something that I would probably change. Like, just not do that as often. Yeah, I know what I would do. Um, so you know, um, you know, growing up and being in this place where it's like I'm a strong female and I can do things on my own, I don't need your help. <laughs> um, my biggest issue is I don't express my needs um, mm. of what I need or when I need help. Um, it's you know just you know grin and bear it and just do it and get it done when I just as easily could ask for help. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I Man, still do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly I identify with all of those. Yeah. All of those things that you all mentioned. Um, for me, it would probably be living in the moment. 
mm. and enjoying the moment more than anything, right? Because, and I noticed this about myself a few years ago, um, I'm a very goal-driven, ambitious person, right? Like as soon as I acquire that thing, I'm on to the next. I'm literally laser focused on what my next task is going to be or what my next goal is. And so what I noticed about myself a few years ago, I started talking with friends about, you know, different things that we did in college or different things we experienced. And I'm like, I don't remember that. (laughs) I was like, I don't, Mm. you know, um, and I start kind of reflecting and I'm like, yeah, I have some amazing experiences that I definitely remember, but there are things that just feel like a blur. Yeah. And I think it's because I've always been so hyper-focused mm-hmm. on the next thing mm-hmm. that I'm not enjoying where I'm at. And so that's one of the things that I really would change. And I've tried to be cognizant of that and, and begin making changes because it's like, okay, just chill, slow down, enjoy it, right? Be present. Right. And understand that this moment um, is only only going to happen once. Yeah. So enjoy it. Right? Yeah. yeah. So so what I hear is in September, you know, a month <laughs> after you've given your dissertation independent and everything, mm-hmm. we're going to have a big old party. Oh, my <laughs> right? wife is already yeah, planning see? it. And I told her, I'm Good. like, oh, my goodness. Why are right? you planning this already? Yeah. yeah. So absolutely. a month after it is taken, then you celebrate. You know, we talk about that, too. It's like we, do. we don't do a great job of like when some mm-hmm. now, Scott, I, you do a great job. You you always congratulate and tell people, oh, my gosh, you're so amazing. And you you fill into cups. But like sometimes it's not easy to be like. I did that. I did that. Well, and especially like the three of us are fundraisers. (laughs) And so the minute we accomplish something, we're like, we're back to zero. Let's start over. And there's somebody Mm -hmm. saying, how are you going to beat that? Right. Like you're never, you're never Mm -hmm. good enough. You've always, it's Mm -hmm. never enough. And so I, it resonates with me, like not living in the moment and in the space. And you don't get those moments back. Mm I, the, Thing that happened for me most of all that kind of it instantly snapped that piece of me I think mm-hmm. at least in my personal life that really created a personal professional boundary was I was a dugout mom for Gavin and T-Ball mm-hmm. I'd just taken over the United Way job mm-hmm. and I was sending a work email from my phone and he came running into the dugout he's like did you see that slide I slid into home and he's oh. like dirty from Foot yeah. to head. Yeah. And I had missed it. And I'm literally standing in the dugout mm. and I missed it. And I had to put my phone for like two months. I'd say, I'm going to Gavin's game and I'd leave my phone in my car because mm. I literally Good. could not leave my phone alone. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I've never, since then, I've never felt guilty for saying, I can't make that meeting. My kid has a game. There I can't go. make that meeting because I've got to be here for, you, you know. And so, I'm not good at it professionally, <laughs> but I can live in the moment at home now. And so, yeah, that's, I think when you're just that laser focused and goal driven, it's something that is really a boundary struggle. It is. For sure. It is. What, what, so my last hard question of the day. <laughs> Keep them coming. Probably, probably, yeah. probably a lie. Yeah. What would you want to be remembered for? So you said you're you're creeping up on forty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not creeping towards the grave. I'm, I was gonna say I'm forty two. No, like, no, no. do I need my cane? I'm sorry. No. My, my gray hairs are coming. <laughs> I've blown way past it, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm way past that. But um, but what 
would be something that you'd say, this is what I want to be remembered for? I would say for me, I think my purpose is to be a vessel that kingdom blessings flow through mm. and to be of service to other people. And so if I could be known for that, I'd be okay. Yeah. That's a great response. Yeah, I would be right. okay. That yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, so ahead. can I, can I talk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. please I do. I don't know what time. Are we close to time? I don't know. Oh, I have no, no, no idea. No, no. Anyways. Hours to okay. Go. Hours. Okay, great. Um, so I, and this is top of mind for me because I just recently participated. Um, uh, you asked me to come and be a judge. Grand and 60. Yes. Grand and 60. Yes. But will you share just a tiny bit about what that is? Because that was such a re rewarding experience for me. You know, I just got to come and listen and, um, but to watch, these kids. You, can you explain what it is yes. first? And then um, maybe explain about um, any type of preparation you did with the kids to get them ready for this. So, yeah. So a uh, couple things. One, as it relates to Grand and 60, uh, that is our annual business pitch event. Uh, think Shark Tank, uh, but just shorter in terms of the business pitch. Um, so to kind of bring it back, it used to be what, what was called Spark Tank. Mm -hmm. Spark and Tank. Spark Tank <laughs> was housed under the Career Service Department, I believe. And some years back, um, probably five years ago, maybe right around the time where I first started at IWU, um, they came to us to see if we would partner with them because I guess they just weren't getting the level of participation that they desired. And so in the midst of partnering, one of the things that we discussed was revamping the brand, trying to ensure that we revamped it in a way that would make it more appealing to students. Mm -hmm. So what we did was, you know, kind of had a brain trust. We came up with this concept of um, grand in 60. And so instead of a student getting up there giving a uh, seven to 15 minute business pitch, let them get up there and give an elevator pitch. Yeah. Right. That felt much less, it didn't feel as much like a, um, a project presentation that they mm -hmm. already are preparing and having to do for their classes. And it felt more kind of fun, a little lighter, and it kind of really made them focus in for a, you know, specific period of time. And so 60 seconds, but they would win a thousand dollars if they actually um, won the pitch. So thus the term grand and 60, right? Um, and so kind of bringing it forward um, in terms of grand and 60, the way it works is we have a panel of judges, usually about five or seven judges. And then we also have an audience. What we do is we allow the judges to select a winner. And so the winner for the judges gets a thousand dollars. And then the audience, we have an audience selection. They have an opportunity to identify a winner and they get a thousand dollars based upon that. So one person could win 2000 or two people could win a thousand dollars a piece. And that's always what has happened. Uh, the judges and the audience select two different winners. Imagine that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and our participation has always been excellent. Um, last year we did it via zoom. And the cool thing was we thought, okay, do we do it? Do we not do it? But we did it via Zoom because we didn't want to take a year off. And we had already taken a year off because of 2020. It was like, we didn't want to take another year off. And um, we had excellent participation. 
and uh, probably about maybe 150, 200, you know, people joined via Zoom to check it out. Great participation online. So we came back this year like, OK, we want to make sure we at least have it again and try to get back to the electric environment that existed in person. Well, guess what? We ended up having about 250 people mm. there the other night. Mm -hmm. And that was probably the best turnout that we've had since we started doing this. And this is like the fourth year that we've done Grand in 60, fourth or fifth year that we've done Grand in 60. And so Iris so kindly, um, uh, you know, uh, accepted my invitation <laughs> to be a judge. Yeah. And, you know, she had some great questions. She put a couple of the uh, contestants on the spot, you know, uh, with a few of her questions. But, you know, really, really provided us with great insight and really thankful. I knew she mm -hmm. would be great, but really thankful that she accepted um you know, the, the, the invitation to be a judge in terms of preparation. Um, I don't prepare them. Oh, OK. I don't prepare them. Mm -hmm. OK, um, this is their thing. You know, so what I did essentially was I helped kind of bring everything together in terms of the logistics of the the event. And so myself, um, our project coordinator, uh, Angie uh, Thompson, and then I have a couple student workers that assisted me. We kind of brought a lot of the logistics together, but we provide the students with an opportunity to identify whatever pitch they want and they have to figure that out. Now, I will say some students ask me for advice, like, okay. how do I go about doing it? Sometimes I'll tell them, you know, you might need to appeal to either the audience or the judges, mm -hmm. meaning when you're having a conversation, Talk to things, experiences that you know maybe the students have gone through. Or if you're talking about business content, talk to things that you feel like the judges, the panels could identify with, right? Sometimes I give them little tips like that. Um, but for the most part, I try to stay out of it because um, I don't want to give anybody an unfair advantage in the process. And so it's an event that we've been doing for a while and we love, our students love it. And um, honestly, what I'm hoping happens here in the future is we can identify some local investors that come and serve as judges. And if they see someone that has a good business concept, they can meet with that student and potentially be either an angel investor or you know yeah. an investor into the idea or concept. So. I was just getting ready to ask, like, how do we, so these are, we've got great ideas mm -hmm. all great in one ideas. spot. Mm -hmm. yeah. So how are, or how can we capture those ideas, mm -hmm. leverage them to make them happen in our community or to create then an incubator space mm -hmm. for these ideas to really take off? Because some of them may be um, business ideas, but some of them may be something that maybe we could write a grant proposal for. I know mm -hmm. in our in the class that I teach, um, we write to the Wildcat Initiative. And mm -hmm. so I separate my class into three. They each write three proposals and they pitch them and we go through the grant process. So they literally learn by doing a, a grant proposal. Um, so I was going to ask, how do you think or how would you envision the community grabbing a hold of that space? No, that's a great question. Um, I know one of our students, actually, Caleb Mathia, I don't know if you remember the business incubator yeah. pitch. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. So he actually had um, that concept for a while and he pitched it to, um, we have what's called the Wildcat Innovation Team. And so um, one of the things that I mentioned, because um, I serve on that committee, and one of the things that I mentioned was it'd be great to, to marry 
his business incubator concept with Grandin 60 because it would give an opportunity for the students who do have ideas that could be turned into actual businesses, an opportunity to really identify funding, you know, kind of work within this structure where they can, um, you know, maybe hone in on some of the business concepts that are needed for their business to really come to fruition. Um, so that would be one idea to have a business incubator. But in addition to that, I believe that we need to create structure around ways that our students can either a have angel investors right there in the crowd or serving as judges who could actually identify, you know, one or two pitches that they think can come to fruition um, or create structure where they have information as it relates to uh, what type of grant funding yeah, could be available. The funding. And mm -hmm. so having that information readily available on, you know, the front end could help them on the back end really turn this thing uh, into actual businesses. I'll tell you what, we actually have a few students, a few students, a few students that have actually um, turned their business concepts into ideas. Andre Harakis, who uh, graduated last year um, is a student who had a business concept, I, I believe, and I'm going to try to explain it the best way I can. I believe he had an app that provided um, sports teams and coaches with an opportunity to teach their their players plays or something along those lines. It was oh. a sports app, essentially. Mm -hmm. And he had acquired, I want to say, $300,000 from an investor down in Indianapolis already before he did Grand in 60 last year. So he came and did Grand in 60 and his pitch was already sharp because he had been pitching already yeah. and he ended up winning Grand in 60 uh, as well. But we do have students that have been extremely innovative in, in terms of their business concepts and they've gone along to turn those businesses uh, into actual, you know, real companies. And so, yeah, we um, we definitely need to put structure around that. I, I definitely bring that up because I was blown away. Like, mm -hmm. seriously, like the things they were prepared, they looked the part, they did everything that they could to, you know, really, you could tell that they had researched, yeah. right? And that they had done the work. And there were some really great ideas and definitely ones that I think that could, could come to fruition, like yeah. easily. So, well, yeah. kudos to you. Um, uh, I, I had a great time. And <laughs> they did yeah, a great job. Yes, I definitely, it was a great time and I would come back anytime. Good. We're yeah. gonna have. We're gonna keep. Yeah. We're gonna hold you to that. By the way, yeah. yeah. Andre, as we wrap up, one of the yeah. things that we ask people is, what's one thing you're reading? One thing you might be watching, listening to on podcasts, watching on TV, watching streaming. I do it all. And so, so, yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> so and and before you answer that, I was gonna, you know, so I coach high school basketball down in Indy. Okay. And Andre Harakis actually came in and spoke to our basketball team this year. Really? As a young entrepreneur, there you sharing go. with us about his app and and. Uh, trying to pitch it to our school about using it for across our sports program. So there you go. It's a great job world. with him. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Small. And now worlds. we all have the song stuck in our head. <laughs> so um, go ahead though. What, what's the one thing that you might be listening to reading, watching? Yes. Yeah, so um, in terms of uh, reading, uh, there's a book called Crucial Crucial Conversations. I don't know if you're familiar with Crucial Conversations. A fantastic read. I actually have read the book twice before, but every time I read it, I gain new revelation. Mm. Um, really talks about how to be in the moment in the midst of a conversation when the stakes are high, mm. right? And there's a multitude of conversations that could really, you know, 
fit that bill. So, you know, a negotiation, you know, with the company that you're trying to actually work for or having a tough conversation with a employee, you know, uh, having a tough conversation with the supervisor, maybe a colleague, um, maybe, you know, even a fellow classmate. But oftentimes we have these crucial conversations and we don't have the language to ensure that the conversation doesn't escalate to a point to where, you know, uh, Feelings are hurt or relationships are damaged or sometimes, you know, we shut down and we don't really communicate what we intend to communicate. Mm -hmm. Right. And so often nothing actually is resolved. You don't move forward. And so this book really provides you with an opportunity to understand language that you can use, uh, teaches you practical ways where you can actually calm your emotions in those moments and think really logically about uh, your responses. And so. Crucial Conversations is a book that I'm I'm reading uh, once again. Um, in terms of what I watch, uh, so I love This Is Us. That's uh-huh. one of my favorite yes. shows. This is the it's last season of This Is Us. Uh, my wife and I have certain shows that we watch together. Very rarely do we watch shows apart because we, you know, we get together, we work, and then we watch these shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, and don't watch them without her. Right, right, right. Do not don't, watch don't them without watch her. It without her, <laughs> right? I, I think I love shows um, that show the same situations from multiple perspectives. Yes. Those shows are very, very insightful, and I think they're life lessons because we all could be in the same room having the same conversations, but experience it very differently. And so those shows are always impactful to me. So like A Million Little Things or like This Is Us, those kind of shows are not only entertaining, but I think they teach us a lot about just life in general. Um, And so, and then in terms of what I listen to or stream, for example, I, I Bigger Pockets is a podcast that I, I pay attention to. Most of the the investment apps or, or not investment apps, but the investment podcasts are the ones that I really pay attention to because I would say if I, I didn't teach marketing, I'd probably be teaching finance. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm really, really big on finance, um, both personal and corporate for that matter. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. Professor Andre Payne, you've been awesome today. It's been yeah. great. Thank you all for having me. This has yeah. been great. Yeah. I almost forgot I was on a podcast, yeah. right? If it wasn't for the microphones, right? Yeah. I think well, maybe a, a future guest host. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'd love to. Just let me know. Yeah. I think awesome. I think I owe you now. So no, you, might... <laughs> you don't owe me. No, no. I don't, no, I don't work like that. Okay. <laughs> That's not how it goes. No. Right, right. You Thank go. you for joining us today. Thank Thanks for me. investing Thank in you. us and investing in our community. Uh, for those of you who listen to podcasts, please, and to this podcast, please uh, like <laughs> us on your podcast and uh, please join us again for the next episode of Where We Landed. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Today's podcast was engineered by Kyra Montero of Frequency Canvas. <laughs>